As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates 10 years of romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Ashley Berg Duggan about her wedding at the Yacht Club Gazebo with a reception at American Adventure Rotunda. I thought you guys would be interested to hear about how she chose some of those locations and how some of those locations she ended up with after Hurricane Ian blew through Florida a few days before her wedding. So welcome, Ashley. Thank you, Carrie. So I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. That is a great question. And I think that most people that know us, or at least know me, would tell you that they wouldn't have expected anything else. But my husband is not exactly, you know, the quintessential Disney fan. So the thing that really kind of drove it home for us is that we currently live in North Carolina. We are originally from Massachusetts. And no matter where we had our wedding, somebody was going to have to travel, whether it was going to be us, it was going to be our friends and family. And so since someone or many people were going to have to travel, we thought it would be really fun to look at other locations. We also kind of wanted to do something different. Most of our friends and family members who had gotten married all got married at beautiful venues, you know, up in Massachusetts, but we would have either gone to the same venue that somebody had already used or a venue that would have been just kind of, you know, a ballroom. And that just wasn't our vibe. So we were really excited about all of the venue options at Disney. And when we did the initial kind of budgeting, especially looking at venues in Massachusetts, we realized that for us, the budget would have been fairly comparable to doing it at Disney versus trying to do it up in Massachusetts. And so that was kind of what really started the serious conversation about having it at Disney. Okay, great. So then how did your friends and family react when they found out where it was going to be? Most of them were excited and also not surprised. (laughs) Because I have been a Disney fan my whole life. I think as a child, I probably told my parents multiple times that I was going to get married in front of Cinderella's castle, not actually thinking that that was a thing you could do back then. And everybody was excited. They were, I think they're also just really excited to kind of go on a little mini vacation 
for our wedding, but no one was surprised in the least. In fact, one of my friends, I remember saying, if I had gotten married anywhere else, they would have thought something had gone seriously wrong with me. So, you know, everybody was expecting it. (laughs) (laughs) So how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? So we initially sent out Save the Dates to about 120 guests, knowing that there was a good portion on that list that likely weren't going to travel. And our formal invitation list went to about 100, and we ended up having about, I think, 72. So not too far off, actually. We were, we were pretty close to that initial number. That's great. Did you set up a room block for your guests? We did. So what I really wanted to do is make sure that our guests had the least amount of resistance possible to get to all of our wedding events and also to give them as much access to a variety of things to do if they were staying for multiple days. So we set up a room block at the Yacht Club, a room block at Caribbean Beach, and a room block at Pop Century. So we covered all three price points and then also made sure that everybody was on the Skyliner so that if they wanted to take the Skyliner to our wedding venues, they could easily do that. But then they also had you know regular Disney transportation uh, available to them if they were going to the parks and such as well. That's wonderful. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your event? Day of the week and time of day were really decided by budget. We looked at the cost of doing a wedding on a Friday or a Saturday and also during the week with our dates being September, October originally. You know, we knew folks trying to come during the school year would be really tough. And we also kind of felt guilty that if we did it on a Friday, people would have to take a Friday off and Saturday weddings are the most popular days and also, you know, we're just more expensive. And so we really loved the idea of doing a wedding on a Sunday. And the other thing that we kind of really loved about doing it on a Sunday afternoon was that a lot of our time while we were dating, we spent, we spent a lot of Sundays together you know, Sunday is like our favorite day of the week. We're big football people. So it just kind of felt like the right day for us to to have our wedding and to celebrate. So it all worked out. That's great. Now, how did you choose your ceremony and reception venues originally? And then did you have any say in where you were moved due to the hurricane? <laughs> so it's a great, that is a great question. So our original choices we chose them for a variety of reasons. The Yacht Club is our favorite resort. We're born and bred New Englanders, so it speaks to us. And we loved the gazebo. I loved that it was outside. I loved that it was kind of tucked away from the hustle and bustle around Crescent Lake. I also grew up with a gazebo in my parents' backyard. And so I felt very sentimental about um, having the gazebo there. And our reception venue was... Atlantic Dance Hall. And the thing that we loved about Atlantic Dance Hall was that it was walkable. It was air conditioned. It had an outdoor space. So if folks wanted to step outside, they could. And that we wouldn't really have to spend a whole lot, if anything, on decor because the space is just so beautiful, has such a cool vibe to it already. We knew we would save some money by not having to really decorate a plain box you know, for lack of a better way to describe it. For our venues that we ended up in, we did not have any choice in the matter, but I will say that the thing that I learned in this process that really helped Disney make decisions on our behalf because they had to be made so quickly was that I had told our planner very early on in this 
you know, early conversations that one of the reasons why we picked Disney was because there were so many unique venues and that if we wanted to get married in a ballroom, we could do that anywhere. So we really wanted that unique experience for ourselves and for our guests. I think I probably emailed her about 20 times uh, over the course of six months asking her for alternative rain locations that weren't a ballroom thinking, well, if it rains, we're going to get moved to a ballroom and I don't want to be in a ballroom for our ceremony. Joke's on me. I did not know what was coming, but I think, you know, really just kind of expressing that we in any way, shape or form just wanted to avoid a ballroom at all costs was the main reason why our planner was able to make and advocate for us and make decisions for us on our behalf and I trusted her judgment completely. And when she came to us and said, these are the venues that we are trying to get approved for you. You know, I mean, I, she planned a better wedding for me than I did. So I give her all the credit for that. <laughs> and so you did end up getting to stay at Yacht Club Gazebo for the ceremony. Is that correct? Yes. So our ceremony location did not change. That was fine. The timing of it changed. Our initial time was 12 p.m. And when we changed reception venues, that's when we made a timeline shift to line up with everything else. Um, so we moved the ceremony time to 5 p.m. And that actually ended up working out better because the sun was just starting to set behind the resort buildings. And so we've got this beautiful light and the sun wasn't beating down on everybody's you know, faces while they sat there. So it ended up working out perfectly. That's very cool. And then in addition to having the reception moved to American Adventure Rotunda, didn't you also get to do fireworks at, was it Italia Solar? Yes. So that was not on our original plan for our wedding. We originally were going to be in, in Atlantic Dance Hall for our pre-reception and reception the whole time. But because we shifted the timeline and shifted locations and our pre-reception was moved to Italia Sola, we were also given the option to have our own private viewing of Harmonious and take fireworks pictures. So wasn't originally on the plan, but it was an incredible change to our entire plan for our wedding. It was unexpected and our guests were so excited and we got some amazing photos out of it as well. It was awesome. Wow. Now, did you use any outside vendors for your event? We did. So for our event, my mom does silk floral design on the side. And so she did all of our personal floral. We didn't have any floral arrangements or anything like that. So my mom did our personal floral. We hired Root Photography, did our amazing photographs. And I have to thank you, Carrie, because what feels like ages ago, I stumbled across your wedding photos and fell in love with the style and remember telling myself if I ever get married at Disney, I am hiring, I, you know, I'm hiring Nate and Jen C to come shoot my, my own wedding. And here we are. And they shot my wedding and it was a dream come true. Um, <laughs> and then we also had a uh, heart happy films for our videographers. And we also hired a day of coordinator, Michelle McKeon with uh, fairy tales and wedding bells. And then our hair and makeup artist was Yanis Torres through the Bella agency. Okay, great. And then how did you choose your officiant? So our officiant is actually a very good friend of mine, one of my oldest and dearest friends. And I've known him for a very long time. When we got engaged, it was kind of the first thing that popped in my in my head. We're not a religious couple. And so we really wanted one of our friends or family members to officiate our wedding. And Chris is 
like I said, he's a very dear friend of mine. He's also a published author, a very well-known published author. And so I figured, well, not only is he a great friend and he's known me for a very long time, but also it won't be hard for him to write some remarks to share at our wedding. So it was a win-win, but he also had to accept. And when I called and asked him, he had told me that no one had ever asked him to officiate a wedding before. So it was just really special to have him there and to perform our wedding ceremony. It, it just made it so much more personal for us. Oh, that's fantastic. Did you add any kind of entertainment to the ceremony or the reception? We took advantage of Disney offering a guitarist for our ceremony, who was wonderful. And then for our reception, we hired a DJ. The original DJ that I really wanted to to hire for our reception was unavailable. And I looked through a lot of different Instagram profiles and read a lot of different recommendations from other Disney brides and selected another DJ who was also on board for our wedding. And then he parted ways with working with Disney. So I had to find a third DJ. And in that process, went back to Instagram and just started looking at videos of DJs that had performed at some of the Run Disney events. I'm a, a big Run Disney person. And I figure if they can get you know thousands of people to dance at 2 a.m. before they go run a marathon, they can probably get our friends and family on the dance floor too. And found a video of uh, DJ Greg, who ended up being our DJ. He was DJing the New Year's Eve party in Magic Kingdom in Frontierland. And I remember watching the video on his Instagram, just being like, this is the guy. Like, this is the guy. And, and he was great. He was an awesome addition. Our friends and family are still talking about how awesome he was. And I have a handful of friends who came to our wedding who are not dance floor people, and they got on the dance floor. So we totally made the right choice. Greg was awesome. And we would absolutely hire him again in a heartbeat. Wow, that's great. And that's a great tip for reviewing the work of DJs is going on Instagram and checking out their videos. Yeah, I found that the Instagram, YouTube, like you can, you can find them pretty easily. I mean, you know, they're the Disney brides community is so supportive and people will pass on all sorts of recommendations and their experiences, which is wonderful. But for me, I really wanted to just kind of get a vibe of the kind of music they're playing. You know, are they big into, you know, emceeing and talking to guests or are they more just behind the turntables, just letting the music. And the thing I loved about Greg is that when we chatted, he asked me what our preferences were. You know, he was like, is this the kind of vibe you want? Do you want me to engage with people more? Do you want me to kind of, you know, stay behind the scenes? He was also super engaged with us during the wedding, checked in with us on a couple of things, asked me some questions, wanted to make sure that like, if a song that I wanted played hadn't played yet, that he wanted to make sure like, do you still want me to play this? Do you want me to play something else? So he was just wonderful to work with. And like I said, our guests just loved him. I mean, they just had the best time. That's fantastic. So do you have any menu items or cake flavors from your reception that you would recommend? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> so we did, uh, we did a custom menu for both our uh, pre-reception and our reception. And the thing that we focused on for our reception was serving our favorite foods from around the Disney resorts. So we did uh, chicken and waffles. We did the uh, vegan rigatoni pasta from Citricos. But the hit of the day was absolutely the noodles from Ohana. Everybody loved the noodles from Ohana. But we loved it. Like we loved having the ability to work with Disney and doing a custom menu. Our cake, we had two flavors of our cake. We had a two-tier cake. We did the 
cinnamon cake with buttercream frosting, which tasted like a cinnamon roll. It was delicious. Mm -hmm. And then we did funfetti with chocolate frosting. But the thing about our menu, our cake, anything that we were serving that was the biggest concern to us was that all of it had to be gluten-free as my father-in-law and two of our best friends all have celiac. And so at the bare minimum, we absolutely needed it to, we needed to know and have that, you know, assurance that yes, this will be gluten-free. They can eat everything. They don't have to worry about it. And then we also have, you know, some friends and family who are vegan. We have some other dietary restrictions, some other allergies and Disney went above and beyond. Um, in fact, my best friend, Jessica had two slices of wedding cake and remarked to me that she hasn't been able to have wedding cake at weddings in years because she has celiac and she couldn't do that. So the fact that she was able to have um, two slices of wedding cake at my wedding was just was awesome. And we couldn't tell the difference. It tasted exactly the same, maybe even better than the taste kit that we got. And the food was phenomenal and everybody loved it and everybody was able to eat. And that was really the most important thing for us. That's fantastic. Did you guys add any other events around your wedding, like a dessert party or a welcome party? So we did a welcome party the day before our wedding. We did it at Seabreeze Point, and we really just wanted a very casual, low-key, come by, have a drink with us, have some snacks, you know, say hello, like kind of meet some other people uh, before our guests were going on with the rest of their day, whether they're going to the parks or not. And it was just a perfect location being so close to all of the resorts that were on our room blocks, people could easily get there, you know, from wherever they were coming from. The weather was actually beautiful that day. The location was perfect, you know, great amount of shade, perfect amount of space. And it just ended up being exactly what we wanted, like just very low key, you know, opportunity for us to like get to chat with our guests because we knew or we expected, but kind of knew that come wedding day, it was going to be very hard for us to actually have a conversation with most of our guests. So we wanted the opportunity just to say hello to everybody and thank them for traveling all that way to be there with us. That's great. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the wedding day ran? Sure. So our day started not too early. I was up around 7am having coffee out on the balcony of our room, which actually overlooked our ceremony venue, which was really lovely. So I was watching them set up our ceremony venue before our, our wedding. My friends took me out to breakfast, which was really sweet of them. And then hair and makeup arrived around 10 a.m., 10.30 a.m. to get started on uh, both my mom and my mother-in-law doing their hair and makeup. And then photography came in around one o'clock and then videography shortly after. And started doing, you know, shooting in the room, doing some getting ready shots, that sort of thing. We did interviews, both myself and Hal, which neither one of us has seen the other one's interview yet. So I guess that'll be a surprise. <laughs> and once hair and makeup was wrapped up and we were ready to go, I did a first look with my dad first, which I really wanted to do. And I was really um, happy to have that moment with him. And then Hal and I did our own first look. We did some group photos and then headed over to get the ceremony started. And we were fairly prompt. I think we started on time around 5 p.m. Once that was done, we stayed back and did some quick photos around the Yacht Club while our guests were bussed into backstage at Epcot for pre-reception. Then we headed over to Epcot. Uh, I did a quick shoe change, bustled my dress, 
we went out to the pre-reception for a little bit. And I think we probably started the reception around fairly close to seven o'clock. Um, so we did, you know, first dances and uh, food and speeches headed out for harmonious fireworks um, a little early so that we could get settled and photography could get set up with all of their lights and everything. And then came back in and did dessert and dancing. Um, and then our guests were starting to kind of be ushered out of the space around uh, like 10.30, 10.45. Um, and we had actually asked if we could have one dance, just the two of us in the empty space once all of our guests had left, uh, which Disney was very happy to, to make that accommodation for us. So everyone left and we had the space just for ourselves and had one last dance before um, we left ourselves. And it was kind of like the perfect way to end the day. That's fantastic. One thing that just occurred to me was when you originally had your wedding planned for Atlantic Dance Hall, did you already have transportation or did you have to add transportation once it moved to the park? So that's a great question. <laughs> so we did not have any transportation as part of our events because we didn't need to. And that was part of the reason why we had picked the room block locations that we had picked was that, you know, my hope was that the easiest way from point A to point B you know, I didn't have to worry about hiring a transportation coordinator, people missing the bus, any of that. Um, and so when our locations changed, obviously that is the first thought, right? Is we're going to Epcot, how are we gonna get these folks there? But Disney took care of all of that for us. When I say that they called me less than 48 hours out from our wedding and said, here's what's going on, here's what we are proposing, this is kind of the plan that we're we're just waiting for the seal of approval, but this is what we're we're hoping that we get your your approval and we can move forward with this and we will take care of everything. They took care of everything. Um, I only knew that our guests were on a certain kind of bus because people showed me photos afterwards. And they also provided a limo for Hal and I to take with our families into Epcot and then um, for the two of us to take back just the two of us back to our resort afterwards. So that would have been the first thing I would have stressed about was the transportation uh, with 48 hours notice. But the Disney fairy tale weddings team took care of, of all of those details. That's wonderful. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? The most important thing to us was food primarily. And part of that was because of the allergies and the dietary restrictions that we were working with. And that was actually part of one of the reasons why we picked Disney was because we knew, you know, this is one of the few places where all of our friends and family could easily eat and feel confident knowing that their dietary restrictions or allergies are taken seriously. And so that was of great comfort to us as we were planning. Um, but we also wanted to make sure the food was really good because every wedding we've been to, we always remember the food. And I think people always remember the music and whether the band or the DJ is good. And so those are the two things that uh, were, were really important to us in terms of planning. Um, but aside from that, the other thing we really focused on was the photography and the videography. Um, you know, we were hoping we only were doing this once. So we <laughs> wanted, you know, the photos to reflect like our personalities and the kind of um, people we are, you know, we're not stuffy. We're really like just fun, easygoing people. And we wanted our photography and our videography to kind of match that vibe. And when we saw some of the trailers that Heart Happy Films had done, I remember the first one I watched, I showed it to Hal as soon as I finished it. And I said, like, these are 
that like these are the folks we have to hire. They're available. Like this is exactly if I was doing a trailer for my own wedding, this is exactly what I would want. So it was really important to us and absolutely something we were willing to uh, spend a lot of our budget on uh, because that's those are things we're going to have forever. Right. Yeah. Then were there any aspects that were less important where you saved your money or just your effort? Decor was really not a top of the list for us. I love looking at like beautifully decorated weddings, lots of flowers and candles and all of that. And I've also been to a lot of weddings where at the end of the night, somebody is handing me a centerpiece telling me to take it home. (laughs) So for us, you know, decor just felt like something that was going to be, it would have been beautiful, but it really wouldn't have have made a difference in how our guests felt about the wedding itself. Um, And so the venue that we originally picked Atlantic Dance Hall, that was, like I said, one of the reasons why we picked it was because we knew it really didn't need much decor. We could get away with um, plussing up the linens a little bit, uh, maybe doing some very simple floating candles, but really keeping it as simple as possible. And that also meant that we didn't have to worry about whether things were getting brought to the venue, brought back, packed up, uh, we kept it as as simple as possible. So decor was like the big, the big thing that we just really didn't need to worry about um, or or stress about. I would say outside of that, I feel like that's the big thing. I can't think of anything else that like we kind of shrugged off. Okay, got it. So then, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? <laughs> Um, the whole thing. (laughs) Um, Well, I think, uh, you know, our wedding didn't go at all as how we planned it. We were supposed to, you know, we're supposed to get married at noon on Sunday at the Yacht Club Gazebo and then go over to Atlantic Dance Hall. And when we arrived on Friday, I got the phone call that Atlantic Dance Hall had been damaged and our entire reception was changing. Um, At that point, you know, the week leading up to our wedding had been really stressful with everybody's flights getting canceled and getting rebooked. We weren't even sure if our wedding was going to happen with the storm. And the most important thing to us was that everybody was safe and okay. And that, you know, this was, this was a big party and it could be rescheduled, but people's lives and their homes and their livelihoods were more important. And so, um, you know, I think at that point we were just grateful to be there and we were just like happy and thrilled that we were having something <laughs> with mm. people that we loved um, and didn't really, didn't, we cared, but we, we didn't really care, you know, what was going to happen. We were just so grateful that it was working out in some, in some way. Um, so it sounds silly, but like our whole day start to finish was so wonderful. And, and just being in the park with our favorite people in the whole world, enjoying this moment with them, um, enjoying like for a lot of them, it was their first ever trip to Walt Disney World. They had never been before. And so being able to like experience that with them was wonderful. Um, And then also just kind of enjoying being there with each other. I, I don't know if I could pick a particular moment because it was all, all so special in so many different ways. And I still am remembering things that happened that day, you know, this many weeks later, suddenly something pops in my brain and I remember it and we're just really lucky that it all worked out and that Disney was so wonderful to us and just took such great care of us and went above and beyond to make this happen for us with very short notice. (laughs) 
So other than the hurricane, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? I honestly don't think so. I mean, the I think the only thing, I, I wouldn't even say that this went wrong or was unexpected. The The only thing that kind of, in a good way, threw us a little bit was the addition of being able to go out and watch Harmonious with our guests and, you know, take photos. Uh, and that really is just me because I knew how much, how many hours we had the DJ for and that, you know, cut into our dancing time. I'm not complaining. I want to make that very clear. This is not a complaint at all. Um, but that's the only thing that I know we didn't get to a couple of different songs that we wanted to play, but in the grand scheme of things, it truly didn't matter. Um, but there was not a single thing that we either witnessed. No one told us. I mean, everything went off without a hitch. I truly cannot think of anything that um, didn't go the way it should ever or um, turned out differently than I had expected. Other than our whole wedding changing, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? That is a, something that I have tried to think about a lot after our wedding. Because I think when you're planning a wedding, and especially when you're planning a Disney wedding, everything seems really important. And it is. I mean, it's, you know, it, it's a day that you're celebrating that you found the love of your life and you want it to go perfectly and you want it to be this thing that you have dreamt probably for, for many years, if not your whole life. And a lot of people that I talked to a lot of Disney brides, a lot of friends and family all had made it very clear that, you know, at the end of the day, the most important thing is that you and the person you're marrying are safe and happy and healthy and that you're able to like celebrate your love in some capacity. And the rest of it is just, you know, it's a big party and it's a lot of fun, but like, it's really not the most important thing. And that's a really hard thing to grasp and appreciate and accept while you're planning your wedding and much easier to say and appreciate once your wedding is over and you have that perspective. So I think, I don't know if I would do anything differently, but I think trying to hold on to a lot of that perspective, especially as we are basically at one point faced with the potential that our wedding was going to be canceled altogether. That really just kind of put everything in perspective um, very quickly. And, you know, if there was a way for me to somehow harness that perspective uh, a lot sooner, a lot easier, or accept it, maybe I would have not been as stressed that week. But I don't think I would have done anything differently. I mean, it was the experience that we had, and it led to the wedding that we had. And it's something we will just never forget. That's wonderful. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? The biggest tips and advice I can give, and I think this is actually one of the reasons why our wedding turned out to be such an amazing change of events, despite everything, is that I was always very clear and upfront with our planner about what was important to us and what was meaningful to us and why it was meaningful to us. And very clear with our planner, the things we definitely didn't want. And just, you know, communicating with her about all of those things, being as clear and as concise and focused as possible whenever I had questions, there were changes, things like that. You know, our planner had told us that when they had to make the, the decision to change our venues, she fought for us to not be put in a ballroom. And 
we would have likely been put in a ballroom if I hadn't said to her, we could get married in a ballroom anywhere. We don't want to get married in a ballroom. We're coming to Disney. So I think the number one tip I would say across the board is, you know, just be really clear, really communicate. You know, the Disney team has been wonderful to us and I can't even imagine how many weddings they are trying to juggle at any given moment. They're trying to make, you know, everybody's dreams come true. They're not mind readers. I can't even imagine like the number of details that they have to keep track of. So just making it very clear that, you know, these are the things that are really important to us. This is why it's meaningful to us. You know, these are the things that we love. These are the things that we would do without. I think having all of that clarity and communicating that early and often and consistently is what gave our planner the ability to, like I said, to make those decisions on our behalf and to advocate for us in a moment that time was of the essence and we couldn't lose time with me trying to decide, should we go here? Should we go there? Right? Like they had to make some decisions for us. So that is the number one, I think, biggest tip I could give is that it's totally okay to know what you want and to know what you don't want, but just make it, you know, communicate it early, make it clear, put it in writing and also ask the questions. Like I made a couple of assumptions. Thankfully we figured it out at some point that I had assumed wrong about one thing, but like ask the questions, you know, just ask for clarity because it's so easy to just assume that you're getting all of the updated info you know, all the details and like, if there's something that you just aren't sure of, just ask and they will happily answer that question for you. The more information you have, the better you can make decisions on how to make your plans and to come up with a plan B or a plan C if you need to. So tell them what your dream is. (laughs) Well, Ashley, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much for having me, Carrie. It's been wonderful chatting with you. And I'm just so grateful that you let us share a little bit of our crazy Disney story. (laughs) That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.